The following podcast may contain some strong language. Parental discretion is advised. The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. The Security Box, Podcast 180, Fishing as a Service, recorded Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Security Box Podcast 180. On this podcast, Fish Labs will guide us through something I don't think we have ever seen. It talks about a service that is a web host service, but it is a completely different type of web host. They didn't classify it as bulletproof hosting, but something called phishing as a service. Two different companies are mentioned. Besides that, we've got news, notes, the landscape, and your thoughts. We even have a breaking news item that came in after the initial work of these notes we're done. We also will check in with Have I Been Pwned? And we're going to start this program with an email update. Yes, this is one of those that could fool anybody. This is the security box. Thanks so much for listening. services along the Jared Reimer network, which may include those who listen to us who may have email. I have email on 986themix.com, jaredreimer.net, and menvi.org. If you're in the sound of my voice, I want to tell you about a legitimate looking email that was sent to me that may be taking advantage of your email.
I'm not going to tell you which domain it came from or very much about it, except that it looks pretty legitimate. The problem is, is that there are various things that this email told me looked fake. Instead of saying password, Jaws is reading it as pass question mark question mark D and the other thing is that this particular email says that webmail will log you out generate a new password with password being written the same way throughout the email and then telling you you could log in again. Now as for password, it wasn't that way through the entire email. But don't let that fool you. Look at other telltale signs that you might be able to spot even though you are using access technology. Remember, we do have a guide on emailhostsecurity.com that will help you identify key commands to view suspicious links, especially if it says to click here to continue to use your password as this particular email did. Now, it does say that you can retain your password and stay logged in across your devices. Except for one thing. For those who understand how your email works, whether you have email at jaredreiber.net, manv.org, or 986themix.com, we know that looking at the link, that it doesn't even match any of those domains. For example, you can go to a webmail address that you were given if you wanted webmail or we would have already helped you set up your email via your client of choice whether iOS Android Thunderbird for Windows and other operating systems or what have you I can tell you that it seems like this particular email in question leads to a dot email domain. Now this may not necessarily be the case, 
But if you have questions about emails like this, please contact the person that runs the service that you are being hosted with. Since I assist with 986themix, you are welcome to contact me or contact Herbie Allen, the main manager. We want to make sure that you are as safe as possible, no matter what service you are using. I run Menvi. I run JaredRimer.net. And I run several others as well. But you know where your email is housed. So please keep this in mind when you get something similar to this particular email. We thank you so much for listening to the security box. I am Jared Reimer. Let's continue. Let's see where my customer list is while I'm waiting for potential customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book audio, files audio, from audio, the, library, the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir. But we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir. 
I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Primer on KKNX. Hello, everybody. Welcome to program 180 for February 21st, 2024. <clears throat> I am Jared Reimer. I don't have anybody yet on Clubhouse. But we'll make it so that when we do, they're right on the air. If you're listening on replay, we're looking at my blog at jaredtech.help. And boy, uh, the landscape has been buzzing on huge news that multiple places picked up including our recent SANS News Bites and where we've decided to hold off on SANS News Bites and um, give you some other stuff we started the actual podcast off for those we're listening live with a file talking about an email that could pretty much fool anyone and it's it was similar to ones that I've shared where it said that you need to go to a specific link to claim your account because it's going to expire at a certain period of time which never happens. It never happens. It'll never happen if there is something going on with your account, especially if you're hosted through something like cPanel. Um, it will alert you once you're logged in. So, yeah. So, 
What else? I've been reading, I've been blogging. If Nick ends up making it, he'll still be on location, but things are well. That's all I will tell you. I know Preston said he was looking forward to the show. Hopefully he'll pop on. It's going to be a very interesting show, I'll tell you that much. And speaking of emails, what is going on with These particular emails it was bad enough that I got an email stating that one of my domains menv.org had expired and I needed to pay this money to get everything back up and running but yet it wasn't due to expire. But now, the email is giving me domains that I don't even run. Like this recent one email I got talked about a domain that doesn't even expire according to the who is lookup on the domain until 2027 but it was sent to me through my contact form and it was telling me that I needed to go to this URL and go pay for it. And my first thought was, really? The webpage doesn't even go to a registrar's webpage. I don't even know who these guys are. And I did take a look at the page. And besides the first year being $84. By the way, if you selected more years, you uh, supposedly 
got a discount. But then it got more interesting. If you wanted the Who Is privacy protection, that was $20. If you wanted this, it was you know, another $20. Get this. This, wherever this is being, whoever this is, is offering for $120, basically $10 a year. If you forget to renew your domain, it won't shut you off. And I got to thinking, I didn't fill anything out on the page. In fact, I went to go talk about it on Saturday night, and the page wouldn't load. So either it was a one-time page, or it got thrown off the net. I don't know which. But again, this is one of those where they expect you not to know anything. And as we so want to do, we want to educate people how this actually works. You see, the education is power. It's not about the money. I talk about how we would like people to donate. And it would be nice for people to donate. But I feel that education comes at a cost, right? So if I'm offering free content, which I am, then I don't necessarily care about the money, but if you find that it's a value, then send something. You can send five, uh, one, five, ten, twenty, fifty, or a hundred dollars by credit card, or use PayPal and donate any amount you want. You can do that through jaredreimer.net, J A R E D R I M E R.net, but that's not. the point of the podcast. The point of the podcast is to get education out. And we've got a huge story that we'll be talking about as soon as folk come that I want their uh, feedback on. Terry should be coming within minutes. <clears throat> um... Again, Nick's on location. Preston may or may not make it. But I'm in Clubhouse right now. You'll find me in the TSB Podcast 180 Fishing as a Service room where I'm the only one there right now. But going back to the email, because we started talking before the actual live taping about email... 
Their goal is to get those of you who are not educated in how domains work, especially if you don't own one, to cough up your data. Now, when you cough up your data to me, you're going to a page which is secure. You're going to a trusted third party to make your payment, whether you use the Stripe API or whether you use PayPal. And the one thing that I didn't look at with this particular one was whether or not it was using a secure page or not. I didn't look. But the URL itself was strangely worded anyway. It was one strange URL. And you can see that URL in the plain text as I copied the form as I got it. So, um, oh, here it is. The name on the farm was Fisher. So basically, somebody's just out there to get information. Supposedly, they want me to call an 820 phone number. I never validated the area code. And it's the same, you know, disclaimer as I've read when, when we talked about Menvi's domain. And this one wants me to go to instant nick, N-I-C dot com slash renew. <coughs> and then it's got a string of about 25, 26 characters. <coughs> and it does say HTTPS. Now let's see if it actually... Oh, it says page has no links, so it's uh, gone. Let's just go to the main domain, instantnick.com. Ah, a blank page too. Hmm. Good job, guys. Got your content thrown off the internet. And no, I didn't say anything this time. 
that actually wasn't even my domain anyway. The only reason why I reported the one page was because it uh, was my domain that they were trying to get me to do, and it wasn't even do so good job this domain bellotechnologies.com doesn't expire till 27 it has a the beginnings of a blog it was it was uh, bought in 2017 and it expires in 2027 yes I did look because I was curious to see if it was the same type of thing that I've seen before And it was. So we just need to know what type of email we're getting. And, you know, if it looks suspicious, you're welcome to send it over and I'll tell you. But if you've got a gut and it's telling you that that this doesn't look right your better bet would be to just delete it and move on don't even send it don't even correspond don't even do so I just thought I would talk a little bit more about another type of email and I was going to do this live anyway You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer. Email iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com or tech, that's T-E-C-H at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. of cybersecurity, I found a very interesting article and at the time we're doing the podcast it's the second one and we will be posting more later to uh, starting again later today but there will be little posting tomorrow as I have a commitment out of the office and um this is dealing with the blind and visually impaired in cybersecurity. And I, I actually wish that this was around when I was a child going to school because this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Carl Groves, who's also on Twitter, posted this to Mastodon. It was retweeted by one of my followers, Jeffrey Stark. They have camps and simulations all around the country, and um, it's for students uh, 
I must be doing. Let's see. Uh, I forget. I forget the whole ordeal, but long or the short of it is, this is good. This is actually good. Uh, something worth looking into. Because, uh, if you have a child and you know they're computer minded like I am, it's definitely something that I found of interest, but yet it wasn't around. It's only been around for about a year or two. So, yeah. Let's see if I can fix. Jared. Mr. Ring. Yes. Welcome to the security box. Yup. What about that gentleman that lost, um, almost lost uh, his whole life savings today, huh? I did not get a chance to listen to that, but uh, yes, scams are on the rise. That's what worries me about my dad, because he actually started getting dementia, and I took advantage of him for almost a half a million dollars. So The bank ended up taking responsibility. Wow. Really? They took responsibility for once? You know? Uh, that's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, right? They took responsibility for once. That's nice. Did they actually return the money? Mm-hmm, yeah. Did you hear about what the government's offering people to turn in people from the Black Cats organization? We covered it. We covered yeah. it, I think. Up to $10 billion are offering people if they can turn them in. Yeah, I believe I covered it. It's probably on the second page already on, on the blog by now. And uh, At the rate I'm going. I'm going. That's wild. Too bad I didn't know anything. Could you imagine? You know, Could you imagine like, if if 
and I wrote this up when I covered I'm like, could you imagine if like several of us turned several people in and got you know, millions apiece and Yeah, just direct deposit it into my account. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll do a direct deposit and then I'll uh, open up a high yield savings account and put a couple million in it and let it grow. Yeah. Yeah, I know, because even a million, you put a million in a high yield, you'll get. Even if it's yearly. Even at four or five per, even at four or five percent, even at four or five percent. Even at five percent, that's. Fifty thousand dollars a year you get. Yeah. Just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take that. Ten years. Yeah. So how about the Yeah. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Scams are on the rise, man. How about the blog? Yes. How about the blog? By the way, we haven't even talked yet about the biggest news of the week. Did Nick ever see that book I posted? Uh, I was working with him last night on show notes stuff, but I don't... He didn't say anything to me about it, but... I think next week, me and the books are going to have a date because I'm actually going to have some time where I can um, go through because I won't have any meetings I need to prepare for. So, and then you could folks, read stay your tuned. face. We're going to be updating the books, and then you can read your face, more of your face, and then I can sit down and read some some more of my face. I mean, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that book uh, really opens your eyes, I gotta tell you. Mm. No kidding. After the first six, I'm still like. But, Terry, how about the biggest news that we haven't touched yet? Because I. We, pl- we uh, the podcast got a file on email. I was actually talking about another email I got, and uh, we we're starting to talk a little bit about the uh, landscape. Uh, and I was talking about uh, recently the blind being offered you know camps in cybersecurity, and I was just trying to fix the image, but. It doesn't seem... Maybe I'll just have to take that out and be done with it. Because that URL is long, anyway. Camps and cybersecurity. Camps and cybersecurity geared toward the blind. Hmm. That's interesting. That's what I said. 
I wish it was around when I was around, because that's probably where I would be about now. Yeah. But Terry, did you see the biggest news that's been coming out the last two days? I would have heard on Cybercrime. I'm surprised I didn't. Lockbit did. got infiltrated. Oh, and yeah, I didn't hear about that. Dismantled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. I did hear about that. The biggest story of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I did hear about that. Everybody's covering it. I can't wait to read what Brian has to say. It is currently the top blog post on the blog right now. We're not going to start posting again until after the show. So if you're listening to us live, go over there, jaredtech.help, and read the top blog post and the accompanying article. It's only one of several. And we'll have a list of a few places that have covered it including a couple of variants of articles this is huge i did hear about that now but now that you've talked about it yeah cybercrime did cover it and i'm going ooh, that's a big one i saw it through diva on breaches and um she linked to one article and um, I actually have something that she told me that I can read from Um, so let me do that now Um, so under breaking lockbit is gone I write the lockbit infrastructure is down and is one of the biggest stories on the week's docket. Responding to Diva on breaches about uh, Wiz, which which is spelled W-Y-Z-E, and we'll get to them in a minute, um, I asked them about the news. Devin and Prem Kumar, a.k.a. Diva on Breaches, writes, Today's Lockbit developments reflect the ongoing battle in cybersecurity, a blend of significant law enforcement wins against cybercrime and the stark reminder of cyber threats resilience. The successful action against Lockbit showed the strength of international cooperation, yet the persistence of ransomware underscores the complex, evolving challenge we face. It's a step forward but also a call to remain vigilant and adaptive in our cybersecurity efforts. So that is what Diva on Breaches has to say. And um, Wiz 
um, was what I was what I was commenting on. She also, I believe, she also posted um, the article that we talked about uh, with Wiz, and this can actually happen to anyone. It's actually also covered in the Sands News Bites, which will be posted later mm. today on the blog. But uh, Sands said Wiz actually did everything right. They explained what happened. They actually had an outage. Yeah. They came back up after the outage, and everything just went ape. And the system didn't know how to respond, and they blamed it on a library, which, okay, maybe the library got a little screwed up. And they said... You know, between the library and us being down, some folk were able to view other folks' data, and that was never our intent, and it was caused because of the outage and everybody coming back up at the same time. Mm. And so, as I wrote Diva on Breaches, I said... That this could have happened to anybody, any of the camera, yeah. you know, companies, even Amazon itself, you know, running itself. Um, although, yeah, they, they said that problems it, people years. were able to see other people's cameras. Like, I remember hearing that. Yes, going, that is so. Weird, Wiz has a a an events tab in their application which is currently disabled and when viewing it the IDs that like so each camera has an ID so what was happening when the system came back up was that the IDs were getting crossed and they were seeing thumbnails of other cameras that didn't belong to them, even though That's they were crazy. authenticated into their account. They should so their own ID wasn't was probably so, so, so what uh, uh, was uh, being seen by somebody else. Wow. Uh, no, let's hope uh, no one was uh, having intimate time. Was, uh, well, one well, one twenty-three-year-old was mentioned in the article we published, saying that they were getting ready for work. Yeah, but that's okay. Maybe they caught her maybe getting out of the shower or something. But yeah. She actually said in the article she was gonna uh, disable the account, and um, I forget what else she said. But you know, this is one of those that you sort of have to understand. I mean, this yeah. wasn't. I don't feel that this was intentional. This this was never to happen. Well, but. Even whether it was intentional or not, you know, they know that they're probably going to end up losing customers over it, even if it wasn't intentional, because 
they're probably thinking, oh shit, like. Well, even 13,000 though, customers were affected by the issue. Yeah, I know. So. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. You know, and they may end up saying, oh, we're done. We're going to go to another company. And, you know, losing 13,000 customers is a lot of customers. You know. Whether they do or don't, that's different. But. <coughs> well, and, and we'll never know. We'll never know. They may stay with them and they may refund them something or who knows you but know? I, but I, mean, I think that Wiz was forthcoming this was yeah, caused yeah. by our outage there was never a breach this is what happened the IDs got screwed up based on something else we implemented and this is what we're doing to make sure it doesn't happen again. I, I think they did the best they could under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, if you if if we had a breach and your information got out, would you rather me be forthcoming and tell you exactly what we spotted, what happened, and you go, okay, fucked up, but. I think it wasn't intentional. No. Based on or be like some of these other companies that wait six months to say, "Oh yeah, by the way, we had a breach," and uh, "Oh yeah, you're affected." But why are we waiting six months? We're still waiting six months to a year on some of them. Oh yeah, right. It's like yep, yep, yep. And you see me write all the time. Why are you waiting six months to tell your customers? Like after it happens and you find out it's happening, you should send something out. If saying, it took well, six months to, for you to find out, okay, that's one thing. Yeah. I get it. But then as soon as you find out, you send shit out to the customer and say, well, look, we discovered this, and this is what As soon as we possibly, know something, yeah, we'll tell you. That's my, yeah. Oh. And when we, that's exactly what uh, the one water company did. Mm-hmm. During that ordeal when they're, you know, when the, um, I I think it was the Oldsmar Water Company. They they said somebody got in, and luckily there was an alert employee who was watching what was going on and changed it back. And the company found out that somebody got in through credentials that were supposed to be disabled. I mean, it's just, but that's the best you can do. Yeah. About it. I mean, can't really do too much. No, I mean it's. But how about that Lockbit story, though? Like everybody picked it up. Cyber News picked it up. Bleeping Computer picked it up. Krebs has it. Yep. Like. This this is huge. What do you think, Terry? 
Well, it's a. But you know what? What I think is, yeah, they were dismantled. But you know what? There's gonna be another group popping up pretty soon. You'll see. It'll be like a different group name with a different, and they'll be going at it again. A lot of people were arrested from this group as well, so... It doesn't mean anything. Whoever wasn't arrested could start up a new group and recruit more I'm people. Not and, with, I'm not in disagreement with you. You know? I mean, yeah, I did hear that a lot of people, I think they're going to be spending between five to ten years, some of them, I heard, but... Um, which isn't enough... I, I gotta say, it's not enough, but... Uh, well, we know that's not enough. They don't know that, but we know that. <clears throat> and I don't think they'll ever know that. They need to change the justice system and make it so... If you're committing a crime online, it equals to the actual crime. Well, I told I told one father of a child who was murdered um, thanks to an uh, well, not thanks to an Amber Alert, but they found the child thanks to the Amber Alert. I said, you know what I wish we could do? I said, you know, I, I wish we could just do to whatever these guys. Whatever these guys have done to you, um, that's what should be done to you. And he actually, they, they actually agreed. And um, I, I think that would really deter crime. Well, go back to the 1800s where you do a crime, you get your hand cut off or your finger cut off or, you know it used to be like that where you kill somebody yeah. you get hung you get a hanging or you get, that's my point you know um I know in is it Nevada or you it's Utah I believe if you or no it's Texas it's Texas if there if you do a, a heinous crime and you have more than three eyewitnesses, you don't wait 40 years for death row. You go to the front. Boom. There is no... So if you have three or more people that have said, hey, he killed this person, you're done. You're not waiting 50 years. other states they got rid of the death penalty I think they should bring it back you know what we're paying for murderers that could just sit in jail and whatever and get good food and, and a and lavish lifestyle food and a lot you know well it may not be a lavish lifestyle but it's a lifestyle. Well, not in, the, not in the same terms, but they can pretty much do what they want. For the most part. 
and we're paying for all that. Like, they should just bring back the electric chair and bring back the some of these things. And what about that guy that's going to be getting 40 years because he, he's going to be charged under the RICO Act here in the States? Is that no, that's crazy. And he yeah. was and he was responsible for all kinds of syndicates. Well, that's what the RICO Act is, basically, is you know, you have an or, or a syndicate or organization. Russian. Yeah. He's done. And he, He's he was, he was life. responsible He's, for several syndicates and all of them we've covered on this be spending, or my tech podcast. He's probably going to be spending at least, uh, what was it? You, yeah, you said forty years, right? A long time. But here, but but he could probably he could probably get out in about half that time. So, twenty years. Twenty. Twenty years. I would have said twenty to life. Oh, that's what I would have put on him. Twenty-five to life, and then, you know. And I don't get this shit with... You know how, like, you'll kill somebody... Like, someone will kill somebody and you know, first-degree murder, and they do multiple murders, and they get charged. Double life, triple life. Why don't they just say life, you know? I mean, it's... It's it's like... No, well, no. okay, so double life and triple life would basically mean you can't get out because and there's no yeah. possibility of parole. No. That's all I have to say in life without the possibility of parole. They don't have to say, you know... I mean, I get why they do it because it's each charge. They do it by each charge, and I get that, but... It's like, you know what? If you can give someone a life sentence without parole, you give them that, and you drop the rest of the charges, you say life without parole, done. Can't get out. Yeah. Or you give him a ridiculous possibility day. Like you give him like a hundred or two hundred years uh, in. That's what the double life, triple life is. Yeah. Is yeah. At least a hundred years each. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what that is. You're pretty much done, son. Have a good rest of your life. Oh yeah. Most of those people like that do that, they don't live in like population. It's solitary confinement. You're in there for the rest of your life for the most part. Especially murder. You do murder, you're not in like a regular cell. You're in like a fucking single person cell. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. So Waymo recalls 400 vehicles over a uh, yeah well not necessarily a security issue but it was it was a 
an, you know, an accident. Um, so two cars bumped a truck because the truck was towing something that that crossed the lane, and it apparently was a software glitch. Oh boy. The NHTSA and the states uh, were properly notified, according to the article. Hmm. Nobody was injured. Well, that's good. So At least no one was injured. Good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's another dent in Waymo. Mm-hmm. Good job, guys. Uh, that reminds me of another thing we talked about recently, Honda uh, recalling their new SUV for, um, oh, we didn't talk about this, but I heard it on somewhere, They re- all of their new SUVs, apparently the glass goes up against the heating element somehow and it heats it. And it eventually shatters their back window, and they recalled all their new SUVs. The Honda Odyssey. How about the How about the yeah. recall of every Tesla that's out there to date, as well, part of Tesla. that large recall thing that I posted from Kim? Well, Teslas are you know hot water, so you know. <laughs> and how about Twitter's bot problem? Twixer. <laughs> Or another one. And, and there's another go. article about Elon Musk. Apparently, he's talking to himself because uh, I spot an article yesterday where uh, I guess uh, several accounts were shut down recently. Where I guess he was like yapping with himself about whatever it was, and I found that that might post tomorrow on the blog, folks. So. Yapping with himself. That's funny. See, I'm gonna make an account and just talk to myself. It's fine. I mean, okay, I talk to myself, but like, I don't create accounts and send crap over to to that account and then go over there and respond back to it and and do that stupid crap. I only have one account. As far as social media, one Facebook account, one Twitter. Well, I've actually, got I one Facebook. I've I got two Twitter right now, but... one Mastodon, and of course, yeah. I assist with the mix. Mm-hmm. But even I if I were Mastodon. getting more Mastodon accounts, they're for my various projects. Yep. So. You're soon to probably be. Maybe Facebook will buy it. Maybe Zuckerberg. Maybe well, Zuckerberg. Mark's no better. Maybe Zuckerberg. I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> I just said Zuckerberg. Yes, Zuckerberg. <laughs> he is a sucker. He tried to sell a pair of glasses that Kim said were what, like Ray Bans, and he was selling them for five hundred bucks. Yeah, and they ended up. 
not working after eventually a while because people were using the headsets too and they ended up I told somebody this because he bought one of their headsets I go do you realize that it doesn't work anymore what do you mean it doesn't work anymore I'm like yeah he disabled them really I spent what was it $300 or $400 on the fucking headset like you're an idiot yeah but I told him like you're an idiot I didn't know. I'm like, well, that's what you, why you listen to you this get you box. Follow back. Yeah, that's what you get when you don't listen to the cybersecurity security box. Well, this actually probably I think was in the mainstream news. I mean, Kim Commando covered it. That's how I found out yeah. about it. Yeah, well, yeah, but still, uh, I mean. How do you not know about it? Only you don't follow tech. I mean, if you don't follow tech, then there's something wrong with me. I would at least hear about it, even if I didn't follow tech, because I listen to the cyber crime magazine, and they would say something about it, or Apple would say something about and it. And they have a segment called "This podcast. Week in Tech." So, yeah. And how about Twitter finally killing off the rest, the API altogether? They're going to end up just closing their doors. Uh, I see it coming. Hurry up and and shut down already. I mean, just get it over with. You know, I know LA Metro Alerts is on there. I get it. I, you know, I use them to get around town. You know, I get it. But you know what? It's time for Twitter to go. Yep. LA Metro can just go Mastodon. Yeah, I talked to Metro about that, but it's not just my Metro that's affected. It's going to, it's you know, affect all kinds of folk. Oh, yeah. But... Uh... Oh, Terry, uh, this yeah. is up your alley. Did we call this? Uh, people are returning Apple Vision Pro. You've got two minutes. Go. Oh. Yeah, I did hear about that because uh, it was of the expense. It was over, who's going to spend 3500 for a pair of glasses? Second of all, and we did call the other thing that we spoke about. They said people are using them for driving. And Apple had to issue a warning saying, do not do this with the Apple Vision Pro. And I'm like, did we not call this shit? Did we not? I was the first one that brought up that concern. I'm like, people are going to fucking drive with these on watch. Sure shit. And then they're going to start watching football games and all kinds of things. And and adult movies uh, and... Thing they were watching or, porn or, too, from what I read from the thing. That's, didn't I call that though, uh, Jared? I mean, didn't I say that that people were going to do that? Like, come on, wild. I think we did. We did a live <coughs> room <coughs> on Clubhouse. This was a Clubhouse only room. Yeah. And. uh we were listening to the thing, just yapping and uh, listening to the thing. And 
Alright, I'm going to be leaving. I'm officially on the clock, so I will see you on Saturday for our topic. I will see you on Saturday. Yep. So, let's pause. Let's have the podcast here about Have I Been Pwned? We haven't been over there in a while. There's really only one new breach over at Have I Been Pwned, but we covered the 10 newest the 10 biggest that are listed there. We haven't done it in a while, so. We're going to play that file next. And when we come back, I've got more news. This is the Security Box. I'm Jared Reimer, 98.6 The Mix, Blue Streak Radio, and across the Jared Reimer Radio Network. take a couple of minutes and let you know what's going on there really is only one new item since the last time we have been here and that is spoutable s-p-o-u-t-i-b-l-e 207,000 114 spoutable accounts. My Pernamita is still second at 5,970,000. Trello, 15,111,000. The Nas.api, which we talked about in great detail, which was more of a data dump than anything else but it's here with 70,840,000 Hathway 4,670,000 Legendas.tv 3,869,181 Legendas.tv accounts DC Health at 48,145 13,405 inflate vids accounts 3,901,179 some of the numbers presented here have been rounded. You can go to Have I Been Pwned? That's H A V E I B E E N P W N E D dot com and search for the recently added or use your heading to get there. For the largest breaches, 
Collection one is still the largest at 772 million 904,000. Verifications.io at 763 million 117,000. 711 million for online or spam bot accounts. Data enrichment exposure, which several of my addresses are part of, at 622,000. Exploit.in at 593,427,000. Facebook at 509,458,000. Anti-public combo list, 457,962,000. River City Media Spam List. This is a new one and was actually talked about on Cybercrime Radio. I remember hearing about this. Uh, This is 393,440,000. MySpace, which is probably long dead by now, at 359,420,000. And Wattpad, W-A-T-T-P-A-D, at 268,765,000. These numbers were rounded. To get the exact number, go to haveibeenpwned.com. H-A-V-E-I-B-E-E-N-P-W-N-E-D.com and look at the heading for largest breaches. Remember, you can search your email address to see what breaches they might have been in and you can learn about the various types of breaches and what happened. You can also Do a domain search. You can see the entire list of who's been owned, otherwise known as pwned in the industry. You can check passwords to see if they have been used in breaches or sold in breaches, if you will. You can learn about the Have I Been Pwned API. Learn about Have I Been Pwned. You can donate. And the home page is where you will go ahead and enter an email address and search to see if it has been taken. This is the security box and I am Jared Reimer. The security box. Welcome back to the security box. 
Email iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986thenix.com. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. Or you can email or iMessage tech, that's T-E-C-H, at M-E-N-V-I dot org. And speaking of uh, speaking of uh, registrars, you know, last hour we were talking about email and some of the email that was saying, you know, here, click on this link to to uh, renew it when for all intents and purposes you were already either set or you were you know maybe you you know weren't due for some months but whatever I mean it you know it's just an email Uh, freedom pretty much decided that they were going to leave the domain space. They were the ones that had TLDs like .tk, .hq, and several others. And This uh, this is big. I mean, Facebook sued them, I believe it was. So... They attracted a huge business of spammers... Scammers and flimflammers, he calls them, has officially uh, exited the domain registration business. I do provide a link. The announcement comes apparently as a settlement reached with Meta and they did publish a statement on February the 12th and Uh, They talked about exciting possibilities, but all they've been known for is hosting and domain registrations. So... That's that. The image description talks about 
what the press release had said. Confidentiality and monetary terms. Yeah, okay. They they expressed concerns and they want to make sure that you know people use meta platforms as using things legitimately. Okay, that's nice. It's not just about the resolution freedom rights, but about what they're doing. By acknowledging importance of these efforts, Freedom aligns with the industry's goal of creating a, a more secure space online, which I think is a lie because everybody who's in business, unless you're a criminal, wants to align that way, and you had plenty of time to deal. And yet you didn't respond when, you know, this domain or that domain or whatever was brought to your attention and said, and, uh, you know, because of spam or whatever else, you might have taken it down, but then you allowed these same people to, you know, register others. And some of them domains were free registrations, so they weren't even making money off of it. decided to leave as a registrar and they basically say that they want to explore new avenues I think you're a little late for that freedom just a little bit Hopefully their endeavors will be much more pleasant than what they've had to deal with. And I'll say that I will wish them the best of luck. If you're not aware of Patch Tuesday um, and you haven't rebooted your computer in a while, you should. More than 70 security holes were plugged this month. Several other cate- several categories, including uh, remote code execution, which is never a good thing. 
several CVEs are given the common vulnerability uh, index. So make sure that you are as patched as you can be. So an encrypted service gets acquired. The encrypted service is named Skiff, and I've never heard of them. It, it apparently is a three-year-old company who recently went through a funding round I'm not going to say that this that the service was encrypted but we learned that proton mail actually is not encrypted even though they claim that they are end to end encrypted and email in general is not end-to-end -end encrypted. The only way that can happen is you're, if you're going from, you know, let's say you have email at jaredreimer.net and you're sending to jaredreimer.net, that stays encrypted through the um, secure SMTP connection. But I bet you once it leaves jaredreimer.net it has to traverse servers and of course the headers get tagged with IPs along the way and it can't do that if it's encrypted it's not how email works even if you use webmail yes you're using a secure webpage but that's all I don't know if we've covered Pegasus and Poland, but if we haven't, you should check that out because uh, they're not going anywhere. And of course, Prudential got owned, so if you are... Uh, a customer of theirs, you need to be aware of that. And you can find a whole bunch of other news on our blog at jaredtech.help. I am Jared Reimer. You've got the security box. I hope that you are enjoying the uh, program as much as I am. I can agree with Terry in regards to those who may not have gotten arrested going to other gangs and, and the like. Um, that's usually how it goes anyway, so I guess we'll see how it goes. But I want to re read uh, what Devadan Prakumar 
wrote to me when I was asking her about uh, the takedown. Of course, I want to remind you that yes, that um, today was actually yesterday, and um, Sands News Bites has a huge, a, a big thing on it. They said this is this is good news. So Devin Ann wrote again. Uh, today's lock bit. Why are you doing that, phone? <clears throat> Today's Lockbit developments reflect the ongoing battle in cybersecurity, a blend of significant law enforcement wins against cybercrime and the stark reminder of cyber threats Resilience. The successful actions against Lockbit show the strength of international cooperation, yet the persistence of ransomware underscores the complex, uh, evolving challenge we face. And this is this is talking about you and I. We face it every day. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. Some of the email we've gotten. You know, the the show actually started before the live taping about an email that was received that needed verification. You want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. It's a step forward, she writes, but also a call to remain vigilant and adaptive in our cybersecurity efforts. So I, th- she said I could uh, pass that along. I'm reading it again because I, I think it's so important. That uh, we learn, and uh, while it is a win, and it might be a bit of a reprieve, we cannot uh, go and say, that's it. Uh, We don't have to worry about anything anymore because... This group's down. They were actually one of the biggest out there, 47.5% of of, uh, potential threats. But right now, I think we're in a reprieve. But uh, that's where we are. Just a reprieve.
when we return, the podcast is going to learn about the Security Box email list. And when we return, we're going to start our discussion with phishing as a service. And, uh, we've, uh, taken the majority of Fish Labs article, but I tried not to do it that way, but I didn't know exactly how else to do it. I took the most important paragraphs, which were, of course, in, you know, some in each section. Unfortunately, some some of them were one paragraph. Uh, some were three, but I uh, did one. And uh, I thought I heard a double tap somewhere. So before we switch I guess I didn't I thought I did hear double tap somewhere in my ears but now I hear nothing that was interesting all right Let's go ahead and have the podcast here about the Security Box email list. And when we come back, we're going to get into our main topic. Phishing as a service. This is the Security Box. This is 98.6 The Mix. Blue Streak Radio. And across the Jared Reimer Network. Would you like to join us on the Security Box email list? Several of us will post articles, several may comment on the articles, and you're welcome to join us to talk about what interests you. Post articles, join the discussion, and maybe learn something that you might not have learned before. The subscription process is fairly easy. Just send a blank email to the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com or find a link to the security box at 986themix.com under the list for social media. This service is part of 986themix's email list. Come join us today.
Welcome back to the Security Box. I'm Jared Reimer. Hope you are enjoying the program as much as I am. This is going to be very interesting because my intent wasn't to take the entire article, but some of them paragraphs are short and some of them were worth taking the entire section. I would like to thank Fish Labs for putting the article out there because without them, we all can't learn about what's out there. And I think, you know, as Diva just pointed out, we must be aware of what's going on. And that is by education, of course. So phishing as a service, it's actually phishing hyphen as hyphen a hyphen service, but I didn't write it that way, mainly because of braille constraints. I don't, I mean, they, they, if they have it that way, it's that way, but I don't want to write it that way. The following is taken from phishing as a service. Profile, Lab Host Threat Actor Group, which has several different headings within it. While our intent is not to read the article as written, we'll take important sections in each section. Of course, this is a Fish Labs article, and I want to give them... um, what they deserve <clears throat> the proper uh, uh, attribution <clears throat> Fortra is monitoring malicious activity targeting Canadian banks conducted by phishing as a service and here they write it and the only letters that are capitalized is the P in phishing and the S in service group uh, lab host so apparently from what we can gather and this is me talking by the way not me reading There were two different supposed ISPs, if you will. Consider them, you know, web hosts like ISPs, right? So they provide a service and for all intents and purposes this particular these particular ISPs in Canada are those that might not be the best but yet they offer services that people want 
The difference between an ISP and a web host, of course, is that a web host company allows you to host web pages and content that includes email and shopping carts and other things of that nature. Where an ISP is basically a, a backbone to, to the internet. That's how you connect to be able to use the type of services. But for our purpose, consider these web hosting companies similar to an ISP where you know they're giving they're, they're charging for services I think for our purpose uh, we'll treat it as a as an ISP so that you can understand what's happening even though there are going to be some differences between as I ex just explained you know what a web host does versus your traditional ISP Throughout 2022-2023, Fortra has observed phishing attacks connected with phishing as a service, and in parentheses they have P-H-A-A-S, and the letters that are capitalized is the P in phishing and the S in service, P-H-A-A-S, phishing, P-H for phishing as a service, groups grow as threat actors use the tools provided through membership services <clears throat> to launch a variety of campaigns. The providers of these platforms boast features such as access to an array of stolen industry branding, uh, monitoring tools, security bypass abilities and more all right so that's the first paragraph so again you know instead of thinking taking this as a web host some of you might go well that sounds like a bad host well it is but if you're not familiar with how this works then let's just say instead of calling them a web host let's just call them an ISP which may also also provide web hosting services you know back, back in the day uh, I know of a guy uh, who puts up music on a website and uh, it's basically an oldie a day web page and you can go up and download the music for nothing. It is housed through the ISP's Um, hosting services where he pointed his domain to their name servers and he can in theory 
host a small web page. Okay. So a web host could probably be anything that you want it to be, whether it's your small ISP or whether it's a large web host like, for an example, HostMonster and Bluehost. They provide cPanel services similar to the provider I use called Brightside. They offer the ability to host your pages on the internet <clears throat> through you know buying a domain through them or pointing your own. So <clears throat> the difference is is these companies are in Canada. Um, that we're going to be talking about. The others that I mentioned are here in the States. And I thought this would be a very interesting topic because <clears throat> we know that hosting can be done anywhere in the world. You know, your ISP might be Comcast, <clears throat> but you could then go to a hosting provider in London and ask them to host your webpage for you because that's who you trust. <coughs> wow, no Nick today. I hope uh, everything is going okay over there. So our first... Heading is Canadian Fishing as a Service Background. In 2022 2023, Fortra has monitored threat actors targeting Canadian banks as they adopt the use of Fishing as a Service platforms. Initially, the, do, uh, the dominant provider for these services was Frappo, and or, uh, that's spelled F-R-A-P-P-O. So that this is the first of two supposed companies uh, and for our purposes we'll call them ISPs because most people understand ISPs and I explained that um, and, oh, I don't know if ISPs do this today but uh, back when I was starting on the internet they provided small little web pages and of course they offer email already so There's some similarity.
Frappo's launch in late 2021 resulted in an explosion of multi-branded phishing attacks capable of targeting numerous Canadian uh, financial institutions simultaneously. So all they wanted to go was go after the finance, financial institution. And if you work on at one, then you need to know it. And this is one reason why we're covering this today. <clears throat> After the initial spike in activity in the first half of 2022, Frapple users reported that phishing pages made through their services were being blocked and <clears throat> mitigated at faster rates. So this means that your traditional person like you or I could look up these domains, find the abuse contact, They can file a report and say, hey, um, this page isn't a domain registrar's page. I got this via spam. And you need to take a look and see if this violates your terms. And that's all you got to do. So these sites were taken down faster then they could be kept up. In September 2022, Frappo promised that an improved second version of the service would be launched. As of December 2023, this promise, this promised Frappo V2 platform had not been released to the public. Over the course of 2023, Fortra observed phishing content families grow in popularity as shared let's see what is this? Yeah, grow in popularity which shared many similarities with existing Frappo campaigns, but included minor changes. Originally thought to be possible candidates for V2, which is in quotes, over time, it became evident that the campaigns were sourced 
from a different, distinct PHAAS platform. Communication in Canada uh, centric threat actor channels suggested that the Fishers had uh, pivoted to using Laphost instead of uh, Frappo for phishing campaigns. The phishing kits used by Laphost and Frappo don't feature many indicators that make distinguishing between the two easy. However, a lab host service outage in October and the resulting drop in fishing volume provided strong evidence for the attribution of lab host to specific tracked fishing content families. This new information confirmed Fortress' suspicion that LabHost had overtaken Frappo in popularity in the first half of 2023. Again, important information, folks. If I didn't feel it was important, I wouldn't put it. But that's the whole entire section there of that article. <clears throat> so... Let's continue with our next section, which is lab host threat history. So, before we actually get into the topic of lab host, let's talk about web hosting in general because I've talked about a domain that got suspended, which I Host on my account over at the Jared Reimer Network. Now, it's not suspended now because we got everything taken care of, but it was at one point sending out spam. Now, we care about your privacy and we care about the fact that we don't want any particular account of ours to send out spam and malicious content. Well, I didn't know how bad it actually was until I actually went looking and after bringing it back up and actually going in and looking at it, I asked you know the account holder if they were using such an address and they're like no I use this address 
I went to somebody who initially helped set up the account and I said, did you set up this? I don't know. It was so long ago. I don't do it now. Well, here's what I'm seeing. <clears throat> and this account's been shut down for spam again. Well, long story short, as an ISP that I am providing web hosting services, I decided that since there was already a forwarder going to said email address on file, that I would delete the email account which had at one point was it 50,000 emails in 10 days because the email because I you know I have access to the email logs so those logs go back 10 days 50,000 emails going to all sorts of domains I don't want to you know exclude any particular one but all, all kinds of domains and you know I haven't had a problem since with that account so they could have been fished and they gave somebody a password to the account and they created the email address and used it for spam so a web host and a an ISP especially an ISP who's providing web hosting services don't want spam on their network that's why getting email to folk is becoming a lot harder and that's where one of the profiles like or protocols like DMARC the uh, domain um, I forget what exactly it stands for but it, it's dealing with verifying domains as who they say they are so if I am sending an email from jaredreimer.net I have to have a DMARC policy for jaredreimer.net now my provider Backbone does that work for me because I don't have the expertise to do it <clears throat> and um your web host can assist you if you need to I'm actually going to be in attending a webinar on the 27th where Fish Labs is going to talk about DMARC and uh, updating D, um, their stance on DMARC as uh, 
the date for full compliance is is uh, near. So that'll be next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern. So let's now move along to our next segment. Lab Post began publicly operating in the fourth quarter of 2021, only a month after Flappo. Uh, first became available to paying customers. Threat actors did not immediately take to using LabHost. (coughs) Compared to Frappo, LabHost was considerably more expensive to subscribe to and (coughs) initially developed a uh, a reputation among threat actors for taxing their users' successful campaigns or outright stealing from their customers. Alright, so this supposed ISP, if you will, decided that they were going to take advantage of how successful the business was. Okay, we're gonna, you know, give you, you know, unmetered bandwidth because, you know, you're successful, but you're gonna pay us, you know, $20 more because you can afford it. And, oh, by the way, I get this much percentage and uh, of all of the money, and, and you have to pay us that on top of your bill. So th- that's an example. I'm not, I'm not saying this is how they did it, but that's how ex- as an example. Now, remember... Uh, your ISP probably doesn't do business as a web host nowadays, so you... Oh, and, and if they did, they surely wouldn't operate that way. It would be uh, how everything else is ran. But <clears throat> So just follow me during today's program, all right? <coughs> Lab hosts original multi-borne phishing kit featured full multi-factor authentication phishing for only three Canadian banks. So, basically, this web host or ISP would do nothing to allow you to target 
these particular banks, they were never mentioned what what banks were targeted. But uh, it definitely changed. Lab host added a more robust Canadian interbank network scam kit in June 2022, which expanded this capability to 10 Canadian banking institutions. Fortra first detected a significant increasing trend in phishing threats originating from lab hosts compared to Frappo in the fourth quarter of 2022. Uh, let's see. In April 2023, Canadian financial phishing activity spiked following the release of LabHost's latest multi-branded page offering. This service then had an unknown outage which made lots of things break. And this is me writing because I didn't want to quote the third paragraph of this, the last paragraph of it. I could paraphrase it. After some time, they restored things, but it was slow going. All right, so basically, they had an outage. They started to bring things back up. Things were still broken things weren't working and they eventually were able to get the uh, services back up and running what was interesting to me about this even though I didn't include the paragraph because I didn't feel that it would be of any value was that they never really actually talked about what went wrong. They just said there was an outage that lasted a month and then they slowly brought things back up and then, you know, eventually, uh, the actors were able to get into their panels and see how their things were going. Communication from the lab host support team claimed that server maintenance had corrupted their installation and that a partner of the group sabotaged their systems and as a result the recovery of the platform would be delayed 
Live hosts remain completely out of service until the 20th of November when users were allowed back onto the website to view their information stored on the platform. The functionality to purchase and host new phishing pages was not made available until the service was fully restored on December 6, 2023. So, I did in theory cover it, but there was a paragraph that I did sort of highlight that I didn't cover. So they're, they're, you know, working like a legitimate web hosting company or ISP or any business that's out there today. which is definitely interesting to say the least, right? So... Let's talk about phishing as a service analysis. Lab host divides their available phishing kits between two separate subscription packages. A North American membership covering U.S. and Canadian brands and an international membership consisting of various global brands and excluding the N.A. brand. Uh, uh, Brands. I believe that's the North America brands. While the international service is only offered through a single $300 per month subscription, the North American service is available either in a standard or premium package. Labhost's standard membership limits the threat actor to only Canadian brands and three Concurrent active phishing pages. Premium membership grants fishers access to kits targeting U.S. banks and increases 
the concurrent page counts to 20 active fish. Uh, yeah, fish. So this this is like a a, a a web host who offers various packages. You get one gig with five email addresses, one SQL database. Uh, you get. Uh, You know, uh, a few forwarders. You get this. You get that. And maybe, as I talked about, this being, you know, your ISP. If you're, if you were hosting through your ISP, they gave you, let's say, twenty megs, an email address, or two. Uh, Maybe a gigabyte of bandwidth, but these were the, these were early days, you know. Uh, so if you think about it in that concept, you can sort of think about you know the these types of services working similarly to a traditional web host company or your ISP giving you various speeds you can get 50 megs for $60 will we can offer you 100 megs for a hundred dollars if you pay us uh, you know this much you know we might be able to knock off a little bit and you can get a little bit extra. So they're kind of like packages. The fishing kit most utilized by LabHost customers are the Canadian uh, interbank network kits targeting a wide array of Canadian banks. Other Canadian target fishing kits target uh, regional uh, telecom providers <coughs> and postal delivery services. Premium kits include fishing pages for 13 U.S. banks, Spotify, uh, Spotify and DHL. Several variations of the popular multi-brand scam pages are offered, each tailored <coughs> to work with phishing rules targeting <coughs> various industries, including telecommunications, postal services, retail stores and more so they don't even give us every little thing
that's uh, sometimes how business works. full-fledged business, folks. These kits include detailed installation options which allow threat actors to choose what banks will be actively targeted and what personal information will be requested? Okay. So that's that. Again, I don't want to take the entire article, but I think it helps gauge the understanding of where we are. Email iMessage J A R E D R I M E R at nine eight six themix dot com. Text or WhatsApp eight oh four 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 two six nine seven five. You can also email or iMessage tech that's T E C H at M E N V I dot O R G. And when we come back, we are going to talk about live. I should turn off my device. Live fishing capabilities. But first. I think I want to uh, pause and allow folk to hear how you can join us each and every week here on the security box. And we will continue in just a moment. Would you like to be a part of the live taping on Wednesdays? You're welcome to do so. The taping is on Clubhouse. For a link to my Clubhouse where you can follow me, please go to jaredreimer.net. That's J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R dot N-E-T. And under social media, you will find a link to my clubhouse profile please feel free to follow me there and you will be notified of the room's creation all times will be given in your local time and the rooms are on replay remember you can be that voice that can help out in this industry 
and we would love to have you learn, share, and or even listen if you'd like. Clubhouse is not associated with the Jared Reimer Network. It is a third-party application. For more information, please go to clubhouse.com. Got a little something in my throat, but I'm doing okay. Live fishing capabilities. So this allows actors to see what is going on, what's successful, what isn't. <coughs> that type of thing. So let's talk about it. All scan kits available from LabHost work alongside a real-time campaign management tool named LabRat. LabRat allows the fisher to control and monitor their active attacks. This functionality is leveraged in man-in-the-middle style attacks to obtain two-factor authentication codes, authenticate uh, valid credentials, and bypass additional security checks. So, they're basically stealing what we tell you, the user, to use. Two-factor. Probably, they have access to passwords. or information that they can glean off of you through some other attack maybe hey I need access to the bank account I'm doing maintenance today you know that type of thing somebody clicks provides the information they get stopped by a two factor but apparently these tools can intercept the six digit code again it's normally sent through SMS which is why it's now being mentioned that you should in theory use 
an authenticator app like LastPass because that is on you and that can't be stolen. Uh, I'm not even going to go as far as to say as that's 100% true, but um, I know somebody said even authenticator apps can be bypassed. Uh, they know more about it than I do, so I'm not even going to go that far. But at least that is better than nothing, I would say. Um, but I think I've only heard one person say that uh, I wouldn't even use an authenticator app. I would be using something else. Lab send fishing lures. Along with Lab Host relaunch in December, the Lab released a new SMS lure and campaign manager uh, named Lab Send. This new SMS <coughs> spam tool provides a sophisticated uh, automated method for sending links to lab host fisting, fishing pages. As described by the lab team, the lab send tool can coordinate an automated smishing campaign across multiple SIDs, so that's SIDs, <clears throat> where SID is capitalized, randomizing portions of text messages to evade detection <clears throat> of uh, cataloged malicious spam messages. After sending an SMS lure, lab send will auto relay to victims' responses using a customizable message templates. And that ends the topic. So there's a lot here. To digest, right? I mean, we don't know what banks this is even targeting. <clears throat> we know that there are some Canadian banks. <clears throat> and some in the United States but we don't know anything else <coughs> that's the problem And how are you going to protect yourself from something like this? Well, 
I would say make sure you just don't hand out your information like candy. If you get an SMS that says, I'm, I need to work on your bank account today, call the bank. You have the phone number to your branch, and even if you don't, you can call the, the main customer service number, <clears throat> and you can say, hey, I just got a text. Uh, do you guys need to work on my account? They said it's an urgent matter and whatever else. <clears throat> and in most cases, they're going to say no. Uh, nobody works on bank accounts. <clears throat> Usually you get a, a, a you know, what I've done when I got a new service was I would, you know, like when I added it to Apple Pay, I tested it with the bank to see if I was getting the proper alerts. And then when I wasn't getting them, it was like, hey, bank, you know, uh, I need to be getting these alerts for these transactions. I don't need, you're sending them to me, but they're two days later or a day later. And then we found, we worked together and found where, which alerts I needed to turn on where. <clears throat> That's why we tell you to turn on alerts for various things. If you can turn them on, turn them on. If you know you make international charges, turn them on. Uh, you know, a lot of internet providers will use, will use third-party processors to pay for things. You know, to, to allow you to pay for things because they handle all the billing <clears throat> and uh, it normally works out well. If you're asked for a two-factor authentication code, your actual bank has access to your account without even needing that. You actually would authenticate with your, you know, four or six-digit PIN with the automated system when you call in. So that's authentication anyway they see that you've done that so <clears throat> they might ask you some questions like give us the last four of your social or you know what was the last transaction you know something that you would be able to recall doing 
so they can verify that they're talking to the right person. And they've got everything in front of them. So, you know, if they ask you something, they're, they're, they've already got it. But if I were to talk, to call Nick and tell Nick that he needs to hand things over because I need to do maintenance on the account, he probably wouldn't give it to me because he, first he knows that I might be up to something. And secondly, uh, he doesn't... Uh, well, he knows that I don't work for whatever bank he banks at. So, that is that. I'm trying to think what else I could think of that might be of value to this discussion. But I'll tell you what. If something seems suspicious and you want to ask about it go for it the worst if you ask me about it I'd say you know what <clears throat> this sounds suspicious to me call you know call your bank Let them tell you what's going on and then tell me and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> if we don't learn together what's going on out there, how are we going to make sure we are as protected as, as, po as possible? It'll never happen. So let's do it.
cover the Q4? Let me just see something really quick. I'll make sure. Actually, I could do it this way. guess I did not cover that one. I think next week record number of fishing sites impersonate social media in Q4. will be our topic and uh, that's one reason why I have show notes so I can determine if we've covered everything we were actually thinking of covering that last week when we had the uh, Valentine's thing which was more important so yes I think we need to cover this one because it's still in February so that's what we're going to do ladies and gents <clears throat> I'm sorry that Nick didn't make it I know that he's still involved in quite a lot uh there have been some things that have been going on that he's had to attend to, so he uh, did approve of the notes, and uh, I hope that he will enjoy the program. If you're listening on Clubhouse, I hope that you will enjoy the program as much as I have. We're going to end the room and we will play some other promotional material. The last file you're going to hear is how to contact me, although I've done a good job of trying to do that, but we're going to play one file before we play our closing items. For our podcast today. And please feel free to let me know what you think. Because 
we can't do it all alone. And if you've got questions or thoughts or comments or what have you, we'd love to hear it. And uh, so please contact me and let me know what you think. I'll play a file and then we'll come back and we'll play uh, a few closing tracks and uh, other uh, and, and another file that will thank all of our lovely participants who broadcast the program across their networks. So thanks everybody. I will see you all next week. security box I'm Jared Reimer since we're on multiple networks let me quickly give out some contact information you can either use one of two email addresses pick the one that works best for you email or iMessage either one the two addresses are J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com or T-E-C-H at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. If you have me on other platforms, you are welcome to utilize that contact information, but it is not meant for the general public. If you would like to text me, you can do that by sending it to area code 804-442. 6975. If you have WhatsApp Messenger, you are able to use that phone number and send me either a text or a voice message there as well. Your feedback does matter, and if you have questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you. We thank you for listening to the Security Box. Please make sure you stay safe and have a great day. The Security Box with Jerry But I'm going to go now. 
And, uh, I will see everybody next time. Where we will talk about fishing in a different form. <clears throat> Where The particulars of social media are used. So. I hope that everyone enjoys the program. We'll be having it as a podcast uploaded today. <clears throat> and uh, we'll see you all next week. to the security box this is Jared Reimer we hope you enjoyed today's program and we hope to see you again on another edition of the program next time we would like to thank the following affiliates for airing our program the main network, 98.6 The Mix, on the independent channel, Blue Streak Radio, and International Friends Radio Network. If you are airing our program and your network is not listed here, and you would like us to give you credit for airing our program, please contact me I would like to do my best to make sure that all affiliates get credit for airing the program please feel free to contact me using the contact information given during the program it is open to all listeners no matter what network you're listening on. Now, stay tuned for a few tracks on the independent artist side 
and a couple of closing tracks that I play at the end of the show. See you next week. And thanks again for listening.
Another one bust the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bust the dust. Hey.